go ahead and call us the Beach Boys, because it's nothing but chill vibes over here. The sun's shining, the water's cool, the worms are in our feet. I'm Matisse Fenrossum, and I got a little bit of that sea for madness. I'm Ben Sheets, and I am turned off that loud. And I'm Cleveland Mosier, and get ready for some fresh takes straight out the in's mouth of babes. Ben, would you say that you've been smoking that seaweed? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know it's Innsmouth, but for the for the pun, so yeah, can, you know, <laughs> we got it. Okay, just making sure. I didn't want to piss off any. I'm just imagining like our, our, our the one listener we have who's just like it's Innsmouth. Yes, I mean you know, definitely, it's not and then Inns somebody mouth. would at the podcast, and it would be bad. I know. I don't. What, want, I don't want anyone to think that I'm a fool. What that Inns mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's what I should have gone with. Oh well. Well, last week was Halloween, but this week we're at the beach. We're uh, talking about the 2020 Shutter original film, The Beach House, written and directed by Jeffrey A. Brown, his directorial debut, and it stars Liana Liberato, Noah LaGrasse, Jake Weber, and Marianne Nagel, and it's a beachy movie, huh? <laughs> Just beachy. Yeah, just beachy. Uh, this is our our second uh, twenty twenty film that revolves around nautical madness. Uh, it is. <laughs> some may remember our uh, our review of Sea Fever several months ago. Yep. Uh, we we spent a lot of time comparing this movie to Sea Fever uh, as we watched it. As we watched it. Um, yes. Although overall, I I definitely preferred this movie to Sea yeah. Fever. Well, yeah, and I have to say too that now, now that I'm, I'm uh, also working for an, a studio that's an affiliate of uh, Epic Pictures, which put out Sea Fever. I love that movie now. So uh, you know, uh, forget everything I said. Uh, it's a great, it's a perfect film. <laughs> well, I don't work for those people, and I still <laughs> thought Sea Fever was pretty not good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, well, listen to our podcast about it. There, there are th- there are plenty of things we liked. But anyway, there are things we didn't like. The Beach House is uh is a little bit better than Sea Fever, honestly. In a lot of ways, this is this felt kind of like a throwback horror movie. Kind of gave me a lot of like seventies horror vibes. Particularly, I don't know about you, Ben, but it reminded me a lot of the Cronenberg uh, movie Shivers. Yeah, do you remember I can that? See that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that comparison. It's about a couple, uh, a young college age couple, who go to spend a romantic weekend at uh, the guy's beach house, and they show up, and there's fucking there's people there already. What's going on? And then and then some spooky sea related things happen. Yeah, Lovecrafty and stuff. So. Yeah, where yeah. where am I going? Expound upon that. Yeah, so uh, let's start with praise. I I don't want to just just start off my start off with a bunch of whining. Though I, I wasn't a fan of how the film started. The special effects are incredible. We can dive into that more when we come to that in the plot. But uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I do some really good I just, practical effects in this movie. Some I just good body horror. I just want to start with a compliment before I just. Go to town on this film. Um, but, no, uh, the, the special effects are fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, jaw-dropping at times, even. And uh, we'll get more into it. But I was not having a great time uh, at the beginning of this film. It's very vapid. It's quite hollow. Uh, there's very little for you to, to latch on to. It's, I, it's a bit slow it's to empty. start. 
it's and empty. It's slow. There wasn't any like atmospheric weight to the slowness either beyond like the 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 title with the the deep sea shots which were cool. Um, yeah, I thought that stuff was like great. the textural overlays really well. like yeah no is it's great and I was sitting on the edge of my seat and then I was left sitting there with little to nothing for 30 minutes with just like two characters who I could give two shits about. It's definitely slow to start and it's very you know, acting heavy in the first, I would say, half of the movie. Yeah. And the problem is... The acting, the, acting the actors are not not They're the not strongest. good. The boyfriend's terrible. Like, yeah, Randall. Uh, let's be real. He's, you know, when they, they get a model, like, stand-in to play a part yeah, who has I mean, no acting a, experience. He's a, a throwaway pretty boy horror character. Yeah. Like, that's what he is. And he gets a lot of screen time. I didn't think the acting was great, but I also don't think it was that bad like like it's, what's like the whole the whole porch scene well, the, i will say the lead girl probably gets the best performance yeah. in the movie i think she's i think them. she's okay she does a great job with pain whenever uh she's walking or hobbling around on her foot or like she's she's suffering like she has this like that that breathy inhale that quivering that is very believable like she does pain and trauma very well but leading up to that i felt like the performance kind of felt flat i didn't feel like she was invested in the things that she was talking about her character is supposed to be a college student who wants to go off and study and become an astrobiologist and once again i'm super on board sign me up but whenever she spoke about it i didn't i didn't get a sense of passion about it i felt like she was reading from the script whereas what i will say because we're going to be compared to sea fever a lot i really liked the actress in, in that film and that protagonist uh, i i thought that she she came across as caring about science but <laughs> she was scripted to make horrible decisions. Like, but I, I think the actress did a fine job with, with the material she had. In, in this case, I, I don't necessarily feel that way. Um, I think I think the protagonist in this movie is better than the protagonist in Sea Fever. The the actress in Sea Fever is maybe a little bit better, but I and that's all I'm saying. I I cared about this protagonist more. Yeah, she starts off a little bit flat. I agree. There's some lack of passion when she's talking about like what she's saying that she's passionate about. Yeah, the astrobiology rants. There, I feel like they're they were been... written to feel profound. Yeah, but they kind of just feel expository yeah but exactly even even for the rest of her stuff at the beginning i didn't think the flatness felt too bad because like this is a couple whose relationship is on the rocks they've broken up and recently got back together the boyfriend immediately after they fuck says you shouldn't go to grad school because it's all really kind of bullshit isn't it and then they find that there's people who have been living in the house like so for all of that like i buy her her sort of like ambivalence towards Mm -hmm. everything because it's like it's supposed to be a romantic getaway but it's not it's weird and like like, once again too, like going back to the boyfriend like when he delivers that line you mentioned like it's really poorly yeah, he's delivered. not he's definitely he's not great he's the, he's the worst actor in the film frankly for sure. and like I, I just i don't know like when you see the production value of the rest of this film 
I don't know. It would be cool to to see like these in, these incredible set pieces, like peopled with actors who look yeah. like they gave a shit. Sure. Like that's all. That's all I want. I, I agree. I agree <laughs> that this. I agree that this film would be elevated by better actors yeah. because that way we you know we can we can put ourselves into them. We can we can enter these spaces with these people. But instead, I'm I'm left being. I, I don't know, like feeling like this, this, these moments weren't cherished enough and it, it bumps me out a little bit, you know? Well, aside from the acting, I think this movie has a lot of other good things going for it. I think the yes. script is pretty solid for the most part. Um, we'll get to that later. I especially have problems with the ending. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> up until later in the movie, I think the script is pretty solid. I think the atmosphere is pretty good uh i think the way that it builds dread is pretty effective i think it's quite beautifully shot most of the time i agree with all those points in the second half of the movie i think you it's know, a slow start I yeah mind it's it, a though. slow start and they they take some edibles and yes. there's a solid 20 or 30 minutes of them just high off edibles and seeing things and stuff like that. I thought and that stuff was pretty cool, though. Same, actually. Uh, the, the the visuals were well done. Um, again, it would have been cooler if I could have gone on, on that neat visual trip with people I felt compelled to give a I shit also, about. I also like how the drugs are kind of used as an excuse to write off, like, the weird, yeah. creepy shit that's happening. Yeah. That would otherwise, like, they would think is, like, something's wrong here, but they're all so high off their asses that they just think that they're, like, they're just too high. Largely, I, yeah. I think, I, I, th I think that's pretty effective, and the way, like, especially when, well, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, Let's let's talk a little bit about like how these four characters get together. So the the couple Randall and Emily show up and they realize slowly that there have been there's somebody who's been living in this house who belong which belongs to Randall's dad who he's estranged from or whatever. They find a bunch of pills in the in the bathroom. Pills here. Pills here, a whole fucking pharmacy's worth. Emily goes into the kitchen and she sees like a dirty pan on the stove. There's like food in the, food fridge. In the fridge, but it's not spoiled, so it's like somebody's been here recently. And then, you know, like the this woman just sort of walks in and sits down at the table and starts shucking oysters. And it's revealed relatively quickly that these these two, this this older couple, are friends of Randall's dad, who you know the the husband used to Mitch used to teach with Doc back in the day at the high school or whatever. And so, because Randall is has not like been really in touch with his dad, he doesn't know that he's letting these people like use the house. So they decide, fuck it, we'll cohabitate. We're both here for a vacation, right? So Randall whips out a fucking big honking uh weed edible and is like it's like hey so have you guys ever heard of edibles before <laughs> and they decide to just get these this uh, like middle-aged couple of strangers just like totally blasted off of off of eds i i have some problems with the script but i think that this exchange is, is pretty great 
Um, and I don't think that the script is the problem with the beginning of the film. Like when I say like it's slow and everything else, I felt I feel like the it could have been glued. Those moments could have been glued together with more compelling actors sure. and characters. And um, I would have been I would have felt a little less high and dry. But the way that the elder couple couple are introduced is a great way to play in or to play up tension before our monsters revealed. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. M- more horror films do it than most don't i think but some some nice other key examples would be like the the family suicide in midsummer or the the beginning of invisible man right no yeah Where, like sure. her just leaving an abusive relationship and it has nothing to do with the super suit right like at first uh, that same principle like and that tension is enough yeah there's like, there's grounded tension before the more supernatural or unbelievable stuff starts to happen yeah and it's a great way for the writers to show off their chops and to demonstrate that they don't need like a supernatural threat to build tension that you can just use realism first primarily and uh, I love that. It, it lets us like uh, get to know our characters in a more normal world, but still feel the horror and still feel strapped in for the ride. So- I agree with you. It's a shame that the characters aren't a little bit better because of stuff like that. And then, you know, which then moves into the uh, the the drug scene at night where like the fog starts rolling in and all like the weird glowing stuff is coming. Short. The Avatar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Avatar stuff. I think that those kinds of things happen regularly enough that I don't mind the slow burn at the beginning because the atmosphere is good and it's it feels like it's building up to something. I don't know if it ever really feels like it reaches a truly like worthy climax. No. Once again, we'll talk more about that later, but it definitely does build up to a small handful of like really effective sequences. Yes. See, it's funny because I I understand where you're coming from in saying that them being high off their ass adds some ambiguity to a lot of those sequences. Well, for them, not for us. We as the audience know something is yeah. awry, but I, I think I think if anything it it undercuts some of those scenes in my opinion in that it's easier to write some of the 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 weirdness off as subjectively seeing them high off their ass. Whereas, you know, once they wake up the next day, I think that's where it really starts ratcheting up and the tension in the atmosphere works much more, for me at least. I think it's way more effective in that second half. Well, I I think that that's part of a build-up, though. We we don't need to be, like, at the edge of our seats and at full, like, full-bore tension during the introduction of the monster. Like, it it being a slow evolution. What I'm saying is it falls flat for me. The build-up in the first half. I think that it would be the the stuff that comes the next day would be less effective if the characters felt more danger or threat from what they were experiencing. I think that it's done in such a way that we, the audience, recognize that there's something sinister happening that night when the fog rolls in, when the, the glowy blue avatar things start flying around i i think that like there's enough for us to know like mm, something something's not right here but the fact that the characters are just like 
ah, whatever, it, you know, we're just really high. And then when they wake up the next day feeling like things are normal and then starting to realize slowly that things are not normal, I think that that would not be as good if they were on alert from the night before. I agree. It's definitely a tricky thing. Doesn't it feel like it kind of handholds you, though? Like, it kind of explains the astrobiology aspect of the exposition and then immediately shows that in practice. Yes. Uh, yeah, but here's, the problem, here's, here's the issue, The right? problem's with the, the exposition, then, not the film showing us the stuff. The, fil- the yes. problem's with the exposition. Yes. The, the issue there is actually was uh, is my next complaint, and that is, the, uh, once again, going back to our main character, who has an avid interest in astrobiology. No, she's not an astrobiologist, but she has an avid she interest in it. She it, wants yeah. to do it. So like like on paper, she should have this like vested interest in it and also more knowledge than the viewer. She should have some sort of like tricks up her sleeve um in dealing with this threat that that uh that can apply. And she she doesn't do any she never utilizes that information. It feels like a writer's insert where it's like, oh, the writers really like astrobiology and like that's what the film is about. So like we'll have one of our characters be really into it, but never use it for anything. And that's what that's what is so strange to me is like that's her skill set. That's her power, right? Like that's her magic sword is it she she understands astrobiology and they're being invaded by an astrobiological force, an entity. So. She should have some means to to deal with that or to better understand it. And, you know, later in the film, she she grabs the scuba tanks and starts wearing those around, which I thought was really cool and smart. But she had also just been told over the radio to not breathe the fog. So right. that that's she never uses her skill. It just it feels like a weird way to, like, play in a theme or a motif and and not do anything with it. You know, Chekhov's gun never gets fired like, is, is the way I feel about, like, giving your your character an expertise in the field of the monster and not using it. It's a weird choice. I think I agree with you in principle, but the reason why I don't have a problem with it is because if she was going to come up with some kind of clever way to try to fight the invading force, I think it would require us as the audience knowing too much about it because she would have to explain in some way what she was doing or they would have to visually explain what she was doing not necessarily fight but survive against do you know yeah. what i mean like 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 I, I don't i don't expect her to like create like some sort of like lab weapon to fight them like I, all all i'm saying is like uh oh we shouldn't do x because thing will kill us here's you know here's the or, way or it, just demonstrating her knowledge in some capacity would have been cool here's the way i look at or fascination her, the way i look at her interest in the subject of astrobiology if she was actually like a professor or an astrobiologist or something i would agree with you but the fact that she only has an interest in it but hasn't studied it gives enough of an excuse for her ultimately being a layman and not knowing how to deal with it. But what it does by her explaining the idea of astrobiology and how they study like the bottom of the ocean because it's such an alien environment that life cannot be the same as we know it to exist. I think what that does is it kind of clumsily, but it establishes a theme that sort of colors the rest of the film and the invading force. And it allows the viewer to look at it from that kind of perspective 
I think in that regard, it's successful, and I don't particularly need her to come up with a a clever way to do it. I just wish that the exposition was a little less heavy-handed. It's telling, not showing. It's too too clumsy. Yeah, I don't... I I like it in principle. I think think the sole reason she's an astrobiologist is so they could explain it, which I think removes some of the ambiguity of what is going on. Right. Which is a real bummer because I think some of the atmosphere works because they're so unequipped and they're so unknowledgeable about what's going on. And I to think have that's it, still achieved. To have it e- explained right before everything happens kind of takes some of that away. Like, like so many good exposition dumps in films usually have some sort of like visual metaphor or or something to play along with during the during that dialogue where she can like either like point at like something or draw something in the sand you know you get the event horizon like you know like pencil through the 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 paper plate like there are there there are nice like visual metaphors and other ways we can latch on to something or or means of introducing that information to us other than just them sitting at a table and her just saying the words uh, and that that's sort of you know my 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 biggest problem with it too and and especially when all of it rides on her performance because that's all there is to it it's just her at the table saying the words where yeah. we don't that, have anything else in that the regard, performance totally needs agree. to be good I and agree. it's not yep and uh that's well it's a fucking bummer it, it is what it is um yeah I, w- I would have preferred to have a little more of something like even if they were just on the beach and she was like drawing something in the sand or anything just a little bit more like grip then, oh, I'm going to talk about this because the writer feels like it's convenience, convenient for the audience to know it, so that's why I know it. And that's that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's over-explaining. I agree with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's too much exposition. It's a clumsy way to introduce the theme. But as a tool for introducing that theme, I don't mind it. I and just, let's be real, I just, too. I just have a bit of a problem with the execution. But ultimately... They're themes I love. And, yeah. and like, that's, that, that's the thing of it. Like, that's... Again, like one of the biggest factors about it and again, why I'm a little bit more critical of it is because just like Sea Fever, this is my shit. This is my fucking jam. I love this genre. I love everything about it. We all love Lovecraft here. Uh, Lovecraftian writing and his his writings. We all we all (laughs) love that. Not the man. And this 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 genre of horror and. You know, that's, uh, again, like, why my expectations are a little high for it, but... I mean, I still think that this is one of the more successful Lovecraftian horror films I've seen recently, or or a recent film that has been released recently um, that, that handles this kind of stuff. Um, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. This is uh, Jeffrey Brown's debut film, and yeah. that that shows in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, I think when it works best, it feels truly Lovecrafty and I think the the creature in the basement. Ooh, yeah. When it doesn't work, it feels like sea zombies. Yeah, a little bit. It that, does That said, the, sea zombies are fun. Sea zombies can be I'm here be for fun. sea zombies. I, did, I, I didn't even mind it then when it was like kind of tropey and it's like, you know, going after them and stuff. The fog just makes everybody want yeah. to try it, to be worms. At that point, I was just happy that things were happening. But <laughs> yes. like, uh, you know, really could have saved a lot of this film in my eyes is a more impactful score. Like, I think oh, I think it needed a little bit more like audio weight to carry it or like some sort of like motif that we could keep coming back to to help like emphasize that like cyclical nature of becoming the mm. primordial goo, some sort of driving 
force or, or, or literally any pattern because there isn't one. I liked the score actually. I thought it was pretty minimal. See, I think a much more confident director would have both, you know, told a little bit more through audio and also I think a confident director would start way deeper into the story. You don't need the first half of the movie to be built up. You know, especially since so much of the second half is so strong. I think telling the story through that stuff is a lot more fruitful and engaging than, you know, telling it and then jumping in. I don't I don't mind a long build up in a film. I, I, think, I, I think I think just a long build up needs to be good and it wasn't. I I think that that would be another way to do it. It's just to have like the whole film be like fruitful like balls to the walls like nautical zombies. Sure? Like that's that would also be a, a fun lot film. Of interesting but storytelling I, I, through the second half when they're in the action though. I agree. I, I think that that's that's when it's at its strongest. I, I would have been okay with the slow build in the half if it was just more tactful or more competent because i like i like a slow build and then like that that latter half like whoa by comparison like it really ramps up and we're given enough like tension beforehand on paper that that to me i i felt like it was effective now would i love like a whole movie of sea zombies yeah yeah i would i would love that too so you're like i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you like and i think that like in this film it could have been it could have been great as well but also considering that like it's probably a like a more indie budget film as well i i doubt like i they were already maxed out would be my guess and that they probably couldn't have afforded to do much more like balls to the walls like nautical zombie action yeah they probably they probably did use up all their budget on the the few really good creature effects we got because they are really good i like i said i don't mind the slow build-up in this movie for all the reasons that i've already talked about and don't need to rehash um but i do think with a slow burn like that the issue is that you need to have a really satisfying impactful climax to justify Mm -hmm. the slow burn and while i like a lot of stuff in the first half of this movie i do ultimately feel kind of let down by it because it does just kind of flop at the end here's the and it's like if there had been something like really crazy that happened at the end then i would have said yeah the slow burn is fine the the slow build of atmosphere and tension and horror little by little leads up to that awesome point when the reality is there are a few really effective cool horror set pieces and then the thing peters out here's the thing here's the thing right like and it's the in this problem this is a problem with nearly every adaptation of lovecraft in cinema and in games it's that lovecraft is reduced to a set piece right like it's not the fucking spooky tentacle monster that's lovecraft it's not just the existential space gods right like it's the it's the horror within it's the madness of it right like it's it's the the going insane slowly and and it's the it's the the realization that like you are part of this entity and and this film has that in its themes by the end of it like becoming like spoilers uh like becoming like the the primal goo again right like clearly this is like some sort of like regression back 
so we have this idea, right? Like we have this idea where like, like, like the same with like the Innsmouth thing where it's like, oh yeah, this like legacy of fish people is part of my family. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this thing I've been running from is myself. That internal horror, that reflection is, is where like often the, those revelations of madness lie. And just like sea fever, the best example of like madness or like mental debilitation we get from uh, and there's even psychotropic drugs. And even still, like the best example of like mental debilitation we get is just a dude walking into the water, which I will say shot. Well, I, I did find that sequence pretty effective. It looks good visually again, set piece. But there's no like telling signs before. There's nothing like again when when the the characters themselves aren't compelling. Like it it makes it harder for us to go into the sea with them. That's really a really pretentious way of putting it. But like I mean, I don't think that scene is effective because you particularly care about the character. I think it's just I think it's because of the way that it is executed and doesn't require dialogue, which is why I think it's effective, and that we just have this really extended wide take of of Mitch. He's just like, I think I'm going to go for a swim. And he just walks into the water and just keeps walking and just keeps walking and just keeps walking. And the camera doesn't move. It just sits there and he just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And finally we see his head disappear. And I thought that that was actually like pretty spooky. Well, it, it, I, I think I, it, it, it would have hit me more effectively if it wasn't immediately undermined by the weird jump cut of suddenly the beach being covered in monsters. Oh, but they look so good. Ben, they looked had, really good. That's what was so weird about it. I, I do want to talk about that, but Ben, you had... You yeah, had I think... It, well, I think that concept is super interesting, and I wanted more of that. I think it gets undercut by sea zombies immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. though. I think the idea of these people getting infected... And feeling the need to walk, walk out, in, to, sea, walk out yeah. to sea is awesome. It's cool. Yeah. It's super interesting. I, I agree. I would have liked to, to lean heavier on that. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that is is kind of what they did in Sea Fever. And it wasn't out of... Well, like, like Sea Fever, well, they what backtracked. They, what they, what they tried know? to... Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they backtracked yeah. from that idea. You're right. You know? Uh, You're absolutely right. And I mean, in fairness... You do get some cool effects because they they go a different direction with yeah. it. I think it's a great sequence, but it's undercut. Visually, fan-fucking-tastic, five stars. But again, like, Avatar looks great. That's not the problem. Yeah. You know, like, like it's, it's the writing. Like, uh, well, now, yeah, but like... Uh, I never did, but yeah, well, that. But like, uh, to be fair, but like... Um, no, and, and I agree, like, the, the silence of it is, is why it's effective. Especially in this film, like, with these actors, the silence of it is playing to their strengths it, I, I just yeah my uh, my concern is it's not playing to the strengths of like the genre i mean i wish i like you ben i wish there was more of that but why i don't feel like the sea zombies really undermine it that much we see enough different things happening that it feels like this phenomenon this invasion you know whatever it is it doesn't have really concrete rules, but in a way that I think makes it scarier because it doesn't always behave the same way. Much like the cancer, the the, the space cancer in, in Annihilation. Colorado, in Annihilation and Color Out of Space. space. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, you know, just 
Lovecraft in general. It's right. it's, as, it's as a thought, right? Like it's, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's the it's the uncomprehendable, and that's why I think mm-hmm. having these several different set pieces where kind of like disjointed things happen overall i think feels more effective because it makes the threat more ambiguous and unknown yeah and and it's so much more unsettling to think that like the means of our annihilation is something that doesn't care about us yeah exactly you know it's not that it's actively trying to hunt us down or kill us it's just by its own cancerous means it's indifference yeah Yeah, and that's worse because you can't fight it in the same way and i think we get so many examples of the very mutable nature of that in this movie with the the glowing blue avatar gunk on the trees we only see that in that one sequence mitch walking out to see the weird flesh jellyfish immediately following that with the worms inside them the fucking sea zombies the weird goo monster in the basement at the end the boyfriend throwing up like the weird little nematode looking thing like it's i I, oysters. I think yeah that, they, that is funny they do talk about beginning about how like eat gross eating oysters is um and it does kind of look like he throws up oysters. Um, I think, but yeah, I think there's enough variety that it it's it remains interesting. And also, like I felt, I I genuinely felt like I didn't know what I was going to get next. Like the constant sort of stream of surprises, I thought was pretty rewarding. I guess for me at least. Yeah, I I think it really adds a level of unexpectedness to it mm-hmm. um, unpredictability yeah, unpredictability yeah uh the one thing i will say though is in some ways i see this movie similar to the mist yeah you for know? sure uh, there's a lot of mist in it it's <laughs> very misty, um, the yeah. mist rolls in you know uh creatures that you don't know yeah about are incoming man we gotta do the mist on this show oh absolutely point. but i think where this one fails, where the mist succeeds, is the the strength of the characters trying to overcome it mm-hmm. uh, works way better in the mist. Where in For this, sure. you yeah, know, it, it feels like they're just walking around, essentially. W- yeah, def- aimlessly. Definitely. Well, I mean, some of that I don't mind because they are just kind of like aimlessly trying to escape, but they don't really know where to go. Some of that I think is fine. I agree with you, though. The Mist does have a lot more like direct purpose and also way more interesting characters. That being said, by the time they get like to the house down the street in the third act in this movie, Emily had won me over. Like the boyfriend sucked, but by that point he was pretty much completely relegated to holding his stomach and going, Oh, oh, I don't feel good. Oh. So at that, you know, he was, he was basically written off at that point. It's true. And like Emily does, Emily does a lot of great survivalistic stuff in it. And I, and I shouldn't, I, I, I don't want to totally write off her character because you are right. Like it's, it's just the one it's, it's the, the astro biologist part that like, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but like her survivalism not bad. She does a lot of the right things. And, and you know what? What really did it, I think, now that I think about it, is by the time we get through 
the scene of her removing the worm from her foot. Yeah. That's what that's what won me over. Good survivalism. Yeah. Like subconsciously, it wasn't I wasn't just like, oh, she's actually acting pretty well in this scene. It's like I felt like I was going through that moment with the character that I felt like I finally that was when like my sympathy. You you suffered with her. Like that's that's when the sympathy clicked. I was like, okay, I actually kind of care about what happens to this character now. Mm -hmm. Just just because Uh, like you're feeling the pain she is because it's so effectively shot that is which a, it is extremely well done scene really really good practical let's effects. get into the meat of it like yeah because it, it's it's worth talking about uh, so immediately after uh the the old man goes into the sea um mitch uh, mitch mitch please yeah uh mitch goes in the ditch uh <laughs> the uh uh um she aren't oceans just really big ditches filled with water <laughs> yeah exactly and so damn. uh damn uh never thought about it like that huh oh yeah uh, mind freak <laughs> all right <laughs> all right that's enough um uh, settle down now uh yeah he, he walks out in the water she looks down and she's stepped on one of many alien Portuguese man awards that were not there a moment ago. Now I would, I would love to rewind and to see if like they were there and they just hadn't noticed. And like we hadn't noticed, but it felt to me just like a they very, were not there. They were like not a sudden they jump an cut. Extended, you know, the and shot they weren't moving. of him walking into the ocean. It's like <laughs> with them, not there. It's, so. it's, they're like beached jellyfish and they're down the coast and they just weren't there. And then they're there. The unconvincing excuse that I will give, and I <laughs> I do qualify it as unconvincing because let's hear it. We we did we did we were just like where the fuck did those come from? After we said that, and they cut back, I did notice that there is kind of a dune from where she was on the beach, walk watching Mitch down to the actual waterline. From Mitch to the ditch. From Mitch to the ditch, exactly. So. Maybe I would have to go back and look at the shot again. Maybe it was we weren't actually seeing the shoreline. We were seeing the dune and the waterline beyond it as mm. Mitch went into the sea. So we didn't actually see the the jellyfish. Like I said, it's an unconvincing excuse, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, mm. I I can forgive it. Because the the flesh jellyfish look so fucking cool. Well, I and good. Well, yeah, for, for me, it's they look they look cool and good. I I almost feel like my 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 gut reaction is almost to take it more personally because like someone worked really hard on those jellyfish and the editor fucked it up. That kind of bums me out like a, almost more because like those jellyfish look so cool. And, but I think and if like, like had, if, if they had just had been presented a little them, bit better, it's like the hard work that was put into them. But I think if we had if we had seen them when Mitch was walking into the water, then we wouldn't have paid any attention to that sequence because we would have been like, "Ooh, flesh well, jellyfish! Yeah, well, what are the, those things?" Then, then make the 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 blocking. I think more honestly, I think the mistake believable. Like, so the the cinematography is is the problem. I then. think I think the mistake actually is having so many of them. Yeah, that I totally agree. They look they look good if just they were just one. A, if it, or or a few. Yeah, like. Set, spread like a distance yeah. apart then you could forgive not noticing them among the rest of the it's flotsam. true because the the way the sequence went with us was he went to the water we went Ooh, cool and 
then she, she, she walked down. She stepped on the one, and we said, "Ooh, whoa!" Then it sh- then then, then it cut to all of them down the shore. A whole line that, of and them. that's yeah. when we laughed. Yeah. And like that that that's was when the we were problem. Like, whoa, where did all this come from? Yeah, and yeah. while we're still talking about it, so getting into the the meat of it or the meat of her foot. Uh, it, Ooh, that was nasty. She yeah, she steps on this thing, and your first thought is like, "Oh no!" Like. You know, like uh, she stepped on like a really nasty jellyfish because it really does look like a Portuguese man of war. And I was just like, whoa, what is that doing here? Those are that those, those not be from these waters. And yeah, uh, those aren't in Massachusetts. Yeah, they're in uh, they're in Portugal, assumedly. And uh, in the Gulf Coast. Yes. And she tries to get the goo off her off her feet with both her hands. And, and no yeah, sand. Very, very smart idea. Yeah. And uh, then looks at her foot and we see a really nasty worm get up in there. Yeah. And it's. And it's it looks really like, well done. And it looks like the, the it, goo is kind of corrosive, too. Like, it looks like it's eating away at her skin a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, we just see this Yowch. big, nasty worm all coiled up in up in her foot. Yeah, what a, what a and then fucking like a, nightmare. And then, like, a really prolonged, like, scene of her, like, dragging herself all the way back up the steps to the house yeah. uh, to to try to remove the, the worm. Um, and... What I will say to this film's credit, uh, because you made a comment on it, Cleve, is after she bandaged her foot up, you said by the end of this movie she's going to be running on it, and they didn't, didn't do that. She didn't. They she were good was, about that. Like that, they maintained continuity with like her horrible foot injury. Like she was not putting weight on it for the rest. No, of the it, movie. it was a strength of of uh, her character and the actress. Like again, mm-hmm. like uh, like I was praising earlier. Like uh, she she does a great job of of selling that. that injury the whole film and that's not done often enough and i i do appreciate that and also like when she went to grab the vinegar under the sink and you were just like who keeps a ton of vinegar under the sink and i was like uh, jellyfish like on the shoreline like you know like beach houses would have that and i thought yeah, that was cool but now that i think about it, it doesn't mean they keep it under the sink with the rest of their cleaning supplies you can still keep it up with the rest of the cooking shit yeah <laughs> I'm being uh, purposefully obtuse. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> they should have just had someone piss on it. Yeah, right. You know, should have gone Randall, get down find here. Okay, Randall, get down here and piss on my foot. <laughs> Mitch runs back out of the water. <laughs> Yeah, he just like he. We just see him like walking back out of the water. He just got like armfuls of clams. He just walks (laughs) in. He's like, "What's going on? I just went clamming." (laughs) Uh, Other sequences that were good. Honestly, I very much liked just like the the rest of the film. I mean, yeah, the rest the rest of the film is great. Um, I I very much liked the production design. Yes, like when. Once night fell and the fog rolled in and they were run, running down the street, but everything was just like deep orange because of the street lights. I thought that was visually very striking. Well, yeah, because like, it's the, not CG. Like yeah. they had like a fuckload of smoke machines out for that, and it looks damn fine. Like the assload of dry ice. Later yeah. on, the car pulling out of the uh, out of the driveway. Also, um, like just the way the smoke is like catching in the headlights, it just looks really good. Like uh, the, this film, I, I think Chief actually used your words while we were watching it. Like it does texture really well. Yeah, and you can really feel this movie, and uh, that's, talk- that's the thing I really appreciate. We haven't talked too much about that, but there's also like a lot of 
what I, I found quite striking, um, like macro photography that's often overlaid with like deep sea photography or just like overhead shots of the ocean that does like really cool things. Like as lame as the dialogue is when she's doing her astrobiology thing, like I think what's happening visually during that scene is very cool because she's talking about the sort of like alien conditions created at the bottom of the ocean and how like our planet is unique in the known universe because it had all of these like very specific things happen that enabled life to to form and whatnot and while it's happening it's just like we have these extreme close-ups of like the wine like the the bubbles and the wine in the glass and the the flesh of the oyster and like the little air bubbles that were like kind of coming up from it i thought that stuff was really great and when uh randall goes to turn on the sink later and just like this weird kind of thick bubbly goo oh, yeah, that really comes good. out yeah like there's there's a lot of that stuff in in this movie very it's very tactile and you know just like we always harp on it's like that's what you get when you do practical effects mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that's what we're always looking for is, in films is you, and get, is you get tactile imagery that like you can actually kind of feel and they, and they delivered on it really well too. um well and i think the set piece of the house also the works end, very well yeah the first house uh, of the yeah, one at the, the, end. the one at the end um i think it's uh very atmospheric and haunting the the fluorescent light that they turn on is it a spooky field that the, the TV, the TV uh, and it's blue glow? It's really nice. One thing I will say about the trajectory of the latter half is from the sequence of her removing the creature from her foot, you know, we see a sense of survivalism, and then we don't get as much directed survivalism. We get that, you know, with the air tank. Mm-hmm. But it's not really going anywhere specific. I disagree. I think I think that she always has a plan. Yeah, what was her plan once she was at the house? So, uh, first off, uh, just to go down the sequences, she gets the thing out of her foot. The next thing is, is find boyfriend. She finds boyfriend, and then it's also save boyfriend, because boyfriend's in a bad spot. And uh, the old lady, old lady has, has become a sea zombie. zombie. Yeah. Um, the the sea hag. And uh, so like the zombies are not particularly threatening, though, because they all do just crawl around on the ground like worms. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> at this point, our protagonists are also reduced to yes. the same. They're so, very they're ill and injured. Yeah. yeah. So the threat is still very real for them. And uh, they also and again, crawl around like worms. I'm a fan of a slow zombie. I like a slow zombie. Uh, so the next thing is is get to safety and, and get to help, which they do. Like, they get outside, and I think that the way that she, like, she locks the door with the garden hose, like, the first thing on hand, that's super resourceful. Um, it buys them just a little bit of time before, <laughs> like, she, she breaks she, out of the glass. Yeah, then the old lady just, ba- the sea hag, just bashes her head through the glass. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it buys them a moment of time. The, the next objective is, like, find someone else or get to safety because he doesn't have the car keys on him. So, like, they, they get to the next house. The front door's locked, so they go in through the window. They find the, the fucking, uh, the, the, the car. The, the uh, rescue truck. Yeah, you know, so the, the sequence yeah. is a little out. I mean, that's at the house they go to. It's parked outside. That's right, yeah, yeah. And so... And we see what happened to that guy. He's what's being gooped on in the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, wish I could gooped on like that. Um, but uh, she calls in over the radio, like, trying to get help. 
then and then we're we're at the the house and like she gets the the oxygen tanks like and you know tries I mean, to stabilize I think the boyfriend. I think and, she's consistently trying to survive. Yeah, but like, I think what Ben is saying is that once they get to the house, there's a long time of them just kind of like sitting in the house. Yeah, that, and, and, and there's, like, there's no real plan she has. She she originally says you know let's stay in the house and then until morning yeah, when until the, fog the morning clears, and yeah. then. Uh, you know, she realizes that her boyfriend isn't going to last, gonna gonna last yeah. has to, you know, kill him off. And then, well, no, she, well, no, she, yeah. she tries to find something to help him, finds the oxygen tanks in the basement, which is, which is clever, the scuba tanks. And then when she goes back, oh, she sees the, the, the goo monster, <laughs> um, killing the cop or whatever, eating the cop or whatever goes back upstairs and by the time she gets upstairs boyfriend has become yeah, boyfriend randall has become a season yes yeah, so well i was just summarizing the, the monster was you know too strong to for her next. but like she did she did put up a fight against it you know like yeah, her, her boyfriend is suffering so she goes to get something to help and she finds the oxygen tanks which is like the cool well, i think the most survivalistic cool part of the film and then like you know by then it's too little too late and then she gets the car keys you know, she she finds a way out, like because like, clearly can't, she can't stay in that house, and she makes her escape. So like, there's never a time where she's not being survivalistic or making a bad call. It's just driving aimlessly is my point. If they had added something about where she was trying to drive, even out because the into fog. the fog, yeah. Well, she has no map. She has no directions. Like, what else can she do other than try and follow the road? Because she can barely see the road. Yeah. Well, that's the point I, I'm trying to make. It, the film kind of peters out once she leaves the house in the in the in the vehicle. I mean, the film peters out. Then it's not because she doesn't know where she's going. The right. film peters out because she crashes the car, crawls into a pond, and then roll credits and pretty much and then roll credit like we see her on the beach the next morning and she gets swept out to see roll credits like the problem with it petering out is not that she doesn't know where she's going that is believable like just get out the problem is that the film is like we want to end on on a on a profound and a cerebral a, a cerebral thoughtful ending instead mm. of see again i would compare instead of something action i would compare this to the mist you know the at the end of the mist they oh. they don't know where they're going and then but they're just they trying to the, get out yeah they they're trying to get out and they realize the the futility of that action mm. ultimately you know, and to have it just oh right, but we're something actually classically crash the car like every other horror movie, and then just have her you know crawl around until she passes out. Yeah, it feels I, so anticlimactic. I and, agree. I and agree for with that. Such a survivalist character, it feels like a cheap way to finish off that storyline but the fault is not with the character yes everything that she's doing is believable the fault is that the script does not have something interesting happen at the end mm -hmm. but the character is not doing anything wrong at that point she's just trying to survive and crashes the car and then the script says we're gonna give a we're gonna give a cerebral ending well instead you could of easily have ending. both you know you could i, I agree yes but you're saying the script yes to I, have her have some sort of aim for that. We, yes, we agree. But we agree We agree with you. The problem is with the script, not that the character doesn't know what she's doing, which is what you're saying, that the character doesn't have aim. And 
I think she does. The reason why the film feels anticlimactic is because the script doesn't do anything interesting with it. Here's a, another big, a big factor, uh, another big problem that the film has is it makes it pretty clear to us fairly early on that they're all fucked. They're all infected. Yeah, it doesn't ever really feel like they're going to be able to get out of this. No, it's like and they very, don't. Very so early the, on, it's like we kind of know they're all right. So what's the yeah. epiphany? What's what's the you know like where yeah. what's what's the revelation? What's our climax? Right? Well, like there's the, there's nothing. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, usually when you have a point like that in a film, you have a glimmer of hope that the right. the, the the character tries to get towards. Well, you compare it's... It, you're comparing it to The Mist. How is what she's trying to do any different from what they're trying to do in The Mist? They realize that they can't stay put, and so they have to get in the car and drive until they get out of it. That's literally the same thing that she's doing, but The Mist actually has something happen after that. But it's not a question of the character's motivations. It is what the writers have put in the script, like, right. Do you see the difference? Like she in this movie is doing the is motivated by the exact same thing as the characters in the mist. The director just the writer and director just said, I'm not going to have anything happen after that. And that's the problem. That's why it's uninteresting, uneffective, uneffective ending. I have some thoughts on how it could have been made more effective. Uh, I have a lot of the ways it could be yes, almost anything I, else. My, the, my, my thought is the potentially the easiest production-wise, and that would be to play up the motif of becoming everything with her character. And she turns into a puddle of goo. Well, I mean, she does, we just don't see it. But She gets swept out to sea. Yeah, well, well I mean, I don't actually think that her lying on the, the beach is is a scene like i think that that's that's a visual metaphor oh okay um, i don't know about uh, that, but okay but uh because she's like she's inland in a puddle and well we like, see the puddle in the overhead shot and it pans over it and the beach is right there it pans over the pond that she's in and it's right next to the beach so she easily between the night and the morning could have crawled the couple of hundred yards from the from the pond. Oh, the I'm beach. sorry. I missed that shot. I thought she was inland. No. And then it just cuts. Uh, OK, because, yeah, I, I thought it was like in her mind. OK, could you? Yeah, if you could just remove that. But the, it, it, they the, didn't the point do a great is, job if, editing if, that, in my opinion. So yeah. what? I don't think they did a great job. No, 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 no. And I agree. I agree. Um, and and uh, no, no. A, a lot of it comes down to the the cutting room. Like if we had played up the the becoming nothingness more, if we'd actually gotten more like transient shots, uh, like with those overlays in relation to our protagonist, in the same sense as like as her biology is crumbling, um, so is like time, right? Uh, so it's not just like the intro credits are these overlays and these mi micro shots that feel like fractal with the way the the with the patterns of the ocean currents. It's it's also a matter of like her becoming the sea, which is the the well, idea, we, right? Like we we're get, becoming the primordial yeah. goo. We get a little bit of that, not at enough, the end. And, not enough, and not enough in relation with her character to make that more gratifying. Like because I I like the idea of her just her owning the transformation, and I think that there's enough there. If it was better presented and the idea was a little less, frankly, like ham fisted, um, like yeah. her just lying on the beach being like, I'm not afraid. 
I'm not afraid. No, 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 not even. She says, don't be afraid. You're right. Which, yeah. which, which is no, her well, telling no, herself. No, no, no. It's, I mean, she's talking to herself, but at the same time, as one of y'all pointed out, it does almost feel like she's telling the audience, don't be, be afraid. afraid. Yeah. And, yeah. One, and one of y'all said, I'm not. Me. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's not. It's like, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, and, and that's a damn shame. Like, uh, because we have that moment with the psychic the psychotropics where like Penelope, that wasn't really her thing, but she was sort of pressured into it. And like, that was her way of like handling it, you know, of like her handling, like her high, you know, like of her handling that trip, we would have played into that motif of like, like just going with that ride and just mm. becoming that puddle okay, of goo yeah, no, and like, and owning it, yeah. you know? And I think that there's some, there's a, there's something really cool in that premise and just saying like, yep, I've been bitten by the zombies and that's okay. Like, and, and just, just handling it, and just and just dealing with it like yeah, there, there's there's something right. like uh I, I almost like powerful and reclaiming about it instead of like you know like screaming into that long good night just like walking out into it and and just you know taking it for what it is and that's what they were trying to do i i think and and again it's why i think a better score and a repetitive like uh I don't think a score would have fixed that. Uh, a repetitive <laughs> motif with like overlays like to carry on that theme the uh uh in a similar way to um i know this is a much larger budgeted film but uh not in this respect but uh in the same way as uh Oh, what's what's the one with the the circle aliens uh language arrival arrival like circle like aliens. uh the, <laughs> like um you know that 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 cyclical premise uh because we we do still end back up at the opening credits in this film and it's just that we needed we needed a little bit more we needed to be weighted into that instead of just sort of thrown into it and again like if she'd she'd used her 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 powers if she'd used her knowledge of astrobiology her, or her avid interest of it in a better way um because the other thing too is like she's never fascinated by any of the astrobiology she wants to go into astrobiology and like she's encountering like a new life form or something and and she's never excited about it like or or thrilled or, <laughs> or the first anything time she encounters it is pulling a worm out of her foot dog I right she's there's never too, a chance i think she's and, too frightened to be fascinated yeah, by and it. i think that's a bummer like it would have been I cool that's realistic. Like, like the only other time like she's fascinated by any biology is when she's smoking a cigarette and staring at a slug like that's that's all there is, man. And like it could have been a a, a large saving grace, I th- I think, to the this this character and the ending. Because once again, the problem with the ending is character's kind of flat, and yeah. her decisions were 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 it fun and survivalistic. Out, yeah. But the sequence of events were numb. It's just like Can oh, I just well, say because there's no there's no like final monster or anything there's there's nothing like that it, it just it she just she crashes her car and then crawls into a puddle yeah it. can i just say that you know for having 20 minutes of randall retching at his <laughs> his, his chest in pain that we really don't get the build off uh, the, the the payoff we deserve from that no i was hoping not. for like a a chest burster type of thing or like he or vomits like, up a whole bunch of worms or something yeah, yeah or some monstrosity and he just turns into a zombie and yeah it, you know she, i really hoped she was gonna crush his skull yeah like, with the scuba tank and like, he, she just kind of bops him yeah she's yeah, kind of bonked she, him. she barely bops him the music stops and you know i thought he was you know gonna what come it is back too. he's gonna be alive again there's no final monster no and yeah. it could have been him Exactly. Yeah, and and I mean, like literally, like like we were saying, anything needed to happen at the end. Well, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like 
ultimately, you make a really good point in that it doesn't have, like, a big climactic monster or anything. And I feel like in the the second half, while they're trying to survive, the sense of tension doesn't really resonate as much as it should. You know how I think this movie should have ended? So she crashes her car into the tree, right? She crawls into the puddle. It does the same thing where it kind of like her image kind of like separates into like a quadruple exposure and then it kind of dissolves into static, which looks really good, which becomes like bubbles in the sea. All of that stuff was cool. Uh, so then the next morning we get the same shot panning over the puddle or the pond. And as it goes towards the beach, we see like a trail dragged from the pond to the beach. And as we hover over, we see that she has overnight started to become some kind of like horrible aquatic monstrosity fish person. And then it pans up to the ocean. Got that Innsmouth look. Yeah. And it, or, you know, covered in tentacles or like a sea anemone or something. There's a lot of cool things you do. Lobster claws, anything. Just goo and some, and then, and then it pans up to the sea, and a big Cthulhu erupts from no! the ocean, and he's and and he bellows triumphantly. And then we also see that he's got a big swinging cock and balls, <laughs> and then it cuts to credits. No, and yeah, and, and and Cthulhu says, "I won the movie, aren't I great?" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, perfect. It says, "Don't be afraid." <laughs> Yeah, per- beautiful. It says you gotta need more of those edibles. The whole, the, all, all, of the, all of the fog was just Cthulhu vaping. Oh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, okay. It was so, really Cthulhu ripping bong So, so, so yeah. it, it goes to static from her falling in the pond. She wakes up in bed and she's still high off of the edible. <laughs> it was all a dream. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, like, honestly, that would be so funny if the whole mist and the reason for all the weird psychedelic stuff is because it was just Cthulhu vaping. ripping, ripping bong but, hits. But but honestly though, like we were starting to see a little bit of how like this this force was like corrupting everyone differently. And it it just it would have been nice if the actor had been like They've gotten some really competent or, or, and, and like eloquent to to go mad and to to say some cool person going mad things like, man, you know, I I know that like madness is such like a big part of Lovecraftian stuff. But honestly, I don't I don't mind something like this where there's not like a madness where the threat is more biological concrete biological still existential yeah. still unknown but like i don't know Let's i don't know if i zombies. i don't know if i would have been i mean yeah well, see zombies are okay i don't fine but fine, i don't know if i would have wanted this, not, this character or somebody like it like having a rambling uh insanity monologue on the beach at the end of this thing i don't oh. i don't think i would have wanted that really Music and more overlays. I think it was a little more down to earth. Is okay. I I I think that it tries to do some contemplative things, and largely does not succeed. One question I have for you guys: Do you think this film escalates too fast? And what I mean by that is when they get to the house and they turn on the AM radio, they're mm. they're talking about how widespread this is and how it's it might be an An extinction extinction event. event. Not that much time has passed. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. We don't know who's on the other end of that radio. Could be an Alex Jones-style crank. Um, AM well, radio's full of those people. Well, also, too, like, uh, yeah, or, or someone just very close and very local. 
uh, which is sort of the the vibe I was under the impression of. Actually, no, the, the impression of it was, it was just the writer on the well, other yeah, end of the radio. They didn't, they but, didn't have a strong character um, of the radio personality. I was okay with that stuff being kind of ambient. I think it might have felt more like exposition if they had focused on it more. To answer your yeah. question about like the pace of the escalation, as I've said, I think the pacing of this movie is pretty good overall. The problem is that the escalation doesn't continue to build. It drops off sharply at the very end. At the very end in an unsatisfying way. The the pace of the escalation for me is fine, but it still needed to have that last mm-hmm. big bang, that like, final climax. We, you know? we aren't we don't slowly dissolve, we suddenly dissolve at the end. Yeah, just yeah, like, like, and that's what I'm saying is like, there's no, there's no movement up towards that, like, at, cause it's just, it's all biological, it's all physical, and then suddenly it's mental at the very end. Because we, it's still madness, right? Like, it's still, like, becoming nothingness. It is still, like, embracing the void. It's still that, that idea, but it's never used, like, leading up till then. Like, the don't be afraid thing is never used before then. Nope. So why is she saying it then? Like, it doesn't mean anything to us. Nope. Like, or the character. It's just something that she's, it's just words she's saying. Yep. So, yeah, like, uh, there, I think there are a lot of directions they could have gone. Like, whether it's just, like, something that's a little bit more, like, traditionally climactic. Um, you know, Big Swing and Dick Cthulhu. Or big a... Big Swing and Dick Cthulhu. Uh, um, or, or just uh, lead, leading Elder us in to, to the design the 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 dissolution you know a, a little more would have, would have been cool you know like so it's yeah. not just so sudden not every movie can be annihilation unfortunately yeah well i'm not even asking for annihilation I'm like, always asking like for annihilation. i'm just i'm just saying like like you guys are right like a, a car crash is is in every fucking you know horror film and it's that's that's not a good final scene but a car crash where you end up crawling into a pond though how often do you see that? Uh, well <laughs> you see i mean that? you got you got me there but you know I, I didn't even realize that like it was like at the shoreline you know uh it, it uh yeah, that's on you though yeah um but what i mean though is like like there wasn't a huge draw there wasn't anything at the shore you know no. at the sea no. the, the the blue lights didn't come back nope we it, it's it's just the water it's just the water. Well, it's just the but water. that's what's really the scariest thing all along. It's just the water. Yeah, but uh, confirmation, you know, it would have been cool. I think she should have been lying on the beach and Mitch should have come out. He should have just walked down and been like, oh, hey. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's going mm. on? Roll credits. <laughs> uh, damn shorty. <laughs> damn, okay. damn, damn shoddy, okay. <laughs> um, I, do you want to rate this? Well, you picked it, so yeah, you start. Yeah, I'll start. Um... This movie undeniably has its problems. The director is new to directing, so, you know, I hope he just learns from this and his next movie is better, because uh, there's a lot of things that I like. Overall, I like this movie. Um, I, I can forgive a lot of its problems because of the good things I like, but man, that ending sure is disappointing. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Yeah, I, I largely agree. I, I don't I don't hold too much fault uh on the director. Uh I, I think I think that especially as they learn, I, I wouldn't even mind like keeping an eye out for them and, and seeing like what they do next. Uh the biggest factor is I hope that for whatever they do next they get better actors. Um <laughs> like and uh just more competent uh I mean, you know, people he, for the, to, to focus the cameras on. He can, please. he can do to he can do with some tightening up in his writing for sure. Oh, I think I yeah, think I, I think from a direction standpoint he does 
does fine. If he um, was just director, it'd be one thing, but the fact that he's writer-director yeah. on mm. this is a little... I don't think he's um, a terrible writer. Though. I don't either. Like, I really like, don't. like I really you don't. know, like, uh, there were a lot of great moments that I was batting for, and again, like, I, I thought that the, the tension, that, you know, like, the false tension of, like, the, the couple coming back to the house was, was well played out, and again, especially on paper. Uh, I think a lot of it was execution. As this director gets better, like, those those things will, will largely get better as well. Again, when it comes to, like, the sequencing, like, largely not bad from place to place, except for the very, <laughs> very end. And, uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a learnable, that's a learnable moment. That's, that's something that's teachable. Um, no, so, so all things considered for it, I, I think 3.5 is a, is a solid rating, um, because hot damn, those special effects rock, and I want to see more of that in films. So, uh, I would, I'd even, I'd even say it's, it's worth watching. Like, like, I, I'd even still recommend it. Um, I think I would too. Overall, I like, think there's enough good things in this movie that it's worth it's worth checking out. Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, definitely one that you can talk through the beginning of, you know, and, and not feel too bad about. It. I, I'm normally not one for that. I'm normally one for trying to be respectful of the film. But man, that latter half, it, I don't know. It I, say, really I well. say, I say, give it a chance. Yeah, give it a go. Give it a I, go. I, like I said, I didn't hate the first half. Anyway, Ben, yeah, you're well, rating. Not I stuff. wasn't as big on it as you guys. I guess I think the writing was actually kind of weak uh where it, it had its strengths were you know the practical effects the production design the atmosphere i st- i think that stuff worked really well especially in the second half but for a movie that's under 90 minutes it feels like about two hours because of how slow the first half is uh to a fault and the biggest reason why it's to a fault is because uh, the script is too direct in the first half, and the acting is not the greatest. And some of that comes down to direction and directing the actors. It definitely picks up in the second half, but ultimately falls flat in the second half as well. Um, I think this is better than Sea Fever, and for that reason alone, I'll give it a three stars. I, I would recommend it, and I, I, I'm interested in seeing what this guy does next. But I think there's a lot to learn from. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Um, Well, that will give The Beach House an average of 3.3 out of 5 pods. Um, It is streaming on Shudder. I think that's the only place it's streaming since it's a Shudder original. So um, if you have Shudder... I think check it out. I, I think I think it's it. You you might like it. You might not. Next week, I'm real excited for our episode. Our friend Erin will be rejoining us on the show. Uh, you might remember her from the episode that we did on Haunt uh, a few months back, and uh, she is once again curating this episode. And we're going to be talking about the Blair Witch Project, uh, which is a movie that I've been wanting to cover for a really long time. So that's going to be really fun. Come join us next week for that. Uh, Cleveland, do we have a sponsor this week? Yeah, uh, this uh, this uh, week is brought to you by... Shegram's Special Sparkling Bubbling Sink Vinegar. Oh, that's not where I thought that was going. You got a, you got a problem with... Uh, with some some weird jellyfish don't know what it is might have a worm in it don't worry anymore she grooms has you covered <laughs> just look under the sink it's already in your house thanks she grooms i'm drinking some right now oh, wait no don't it's not for drinking 
Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, if you like the show, make sure to leave us a five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share an episode with a friend. Uh, you know all that good that goodness. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about with our average ratings and links to those episodes. I am on Twitter at some spooky snake. I had to retire Deep State Ozymandias because that show's kind of old now and the joke is no longer relevant. And also, it was starting to attract QAnon people, so I needed to get out of there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Because as... like, yeah, you read Deep State and it's like, oh, okay, this yeah. is, yeah. I mean, the joke is that Ozymandias is the Deep State. <laughs> yeah, and Watchmen, which is really dumb and hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, at some spooky snake now. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm tweeting for Light Arc Studios as we continue to put out progress on It Stares Back. Um, as of uh, this posting, we uh, should have a new trailer available. Yes. So all those all those other fucking podcast times where I was like, yo, stay tuned, we got content coming. We got content, baby. Go check it out. Uh, look for uh, It Stares Back Tower Call. That's going to be our uh, upcoming release um, uh, that we're we're kooking up for you guys right now, or uh, us as kooky boys are kooking up some some fun kooky content. It's gonna be good. Uh huh. Um, and uh, yeah. Also, you can check out my artwork on ArtStation if you search Cleveland Mosier. Uh, and yeah, look at some cool some cool paintings and stuff. Also, check out uh, Dread XP, who I also work for, um, uh, and see some so of their cool plugs. games. I know. Um, Dreadx collection it's, it's, it's pretty rad um, and I think that's everything from me uh, other than I hope you have a wonderful day yes well indeed uh, or night next next week we're going from the beach into wandering around in the woods so uh, until then be sure to wear your sunblock if you're pale like me No right.